Hello, friends. Welcome to episode 1465 of the Locked on Hawks podcast. I am your host, Brad Roland, coming to you on a Tuesday evening into Wednesday. And this is actually part two of a two-part episode. So if you missed part one, go back and find it. It is myself and Brian Schroeder. Should be the same sort of labeling in your podcast feed, talking about the NBA draft, talking about mostly the candidates. And I'm 15 overall for Atlanta and a lot of guys that are interesting for the Hawks to be evaluating in the next couple of months. Part one should be listened to first if you want to go in chronological order. But without further delay, we'll have the intro. I'll be back with myself and Brian Schroeder with part two of two. You are Locked On Hawks, your daily Atlanta Hawks podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network. Your team every day. Come back to the wings. There are, and there are more of them. I, I want to ask about some of the more, more. Some, of, some of the more guard guys, um, whether it be your Case and Wallace's, your Jalen Hutchinson, um, you know, I guess Anthony Black's kind of a wing, but he's kind of a guard too. Um, anybody stand out to you of that group? Because one of the things that the Hawks, I would say, need is another ball handler, and mm-hmm. preferably having that player be able to defend. Um, which is, I personally gravitate to Case and Wallace as like the guy that I would want. The, the three the of those players can all defend. I'll say. Yeah. So, and, and Anthony Black, honestly, I thought I've always liked him a lot. I thought that he was going to be a guy that was going to be long gone when the Hawks pick, and maybe he still will be. But it feels it only not, takes one team. Yeah, it, it seems conceivable that he would fall. But you know what I mean? Like all you know, and Huchifino is a different breed. Like I, I like him, but uh, I think. The numbers do not treat him very well. If you care about the metrics, he does not. No, great and, in those metrics. Um, and he's old too. Is he? Tw- I think he's already twenty, something like that. I think so. Huchifino is is more of a like he needs. I think he needs the ball. He's a pick and roll guard. Yeah, I think he's. I think he. I think for the Hawks, he would be. He would be a back. He would be a back guard, which is not the worst thing, but also pro- no. probably not what what they need necessarily. Like I kind of, I've always kind of liked him, but um, I again, I, this might be a little bit simplistic, but. I I like Kaysen Wallace for Atlanta, but I mean, tell me tell me about these guys a little bit because obviously I mean, Kaysen, I, I would take Kaysen of those three if, if it was given the option, especially with this team because Kaysen has the okay. Again, I, I hate that I'm always doing comps because they're not <laughs> they're not always okay. good. But the comp the, the Kaysen comp, like if he really hits the Kaysen comp is Alex Russo. like he's that level of of just absolute monster like steals guy. Like he just beats people up and he can guard threes. Like he can guard. I would even say he can guard up to like maybe not Jalen Brown sized guys, but like you can guard like scoring small forwards. Is he like six four? Six four, six nine wingspan. He's like he's listed at like one ninety, but he's just ripped. He's just really strong. Like he he just stops ball handlers and takes the ball away from them. And they were like against like Cario Aquendo on Georgia and like six four, six five, six six guys that are good athletes. He would just rip the ball from their hands. He has really strong hands. Uh Kaysen is a, is a very fascinating player because he he might be the only Kentucky guard who actually wasn't hampered by Calipari's system. Like he might be the only one who does who shouldn't get more creation opportunities because he's just not that good at it. Yeah, I was going to ask that question because you know that's one of the narratives always is the Kentucky guard thing. I was going to ask you about that. So, but he's fascinating to me because he he's already it's like he's already a role player. Like he only takes shots he can hit pretty much. He only shoots open threes. He's a good solid. He and he shot like. He was in the 70s at the rim all year because he would just attack closeouts and get easy, like get blow bys and, and easy layups. Like he doesn't, didn't push anything. He never, never once like forced shot, really. 
which is kind of hurt them in the tournament because they kind of needed him to, even though he had an incredible game against Kansas City. He had six steals. He was like a plus 18 in a game they barely lost. Like he was awesome, but they needed somebody to create and they, you know, he couldn't. He just, just like, that's not for me. Black is almost the opposite of that. Like, he's very similar skill set to, to what I just described from Jason. He's a little bigger, a little stronger, probably more of like a, uh, he's, he's like a Dyson Daniels site. That's kind of the archetype. Yeah, you know, six, six, seven. I mean, he's, six, he's, six, six, he's, seven. Got, he's got he's got great size for what he could be for sure. Not like poor length. Like uh, I think he's got sub wingspan. He might. It's around there, but like just strong, good rebounder, really, really good passer. But Anthony Black almost did the opposite. Where like his team needed him to create, and he did it to his own detriment. Like it really hurt Arkansas sometimes because teams just didn't respect him as like a, a guy who could generate shots at the rim so they just let him drive into three people and fall over but i mean he still played well but he went to a team where he was supposed to be the number three guy and he ended up being the number one guy for the majority of the year and it it just some of his numbers suffer from that like his rim attempts are way higher than they should be he's not a guy who's going to be generating offense and for people that don't know this yeah people that don't don't know this perhaps he was he went to arkansas you know nick smith jr was supposed to be the guy in arkansas he got banged Mm up didn't play very much. wasn't very good when he played, and I guess we should talk about him too at some point. Um, but yeah, it was a weird. Con- I mean, plus, plus they had other injuries. Trevon Brazil was out, all that stuff. So, I, I Anthony Black is like the kind of guy that I've all, that I am prone to liking. You know, yeah. big guard, smart connector, really good passer. Um, is he athletic enough to like do what he's supposed to do in the NBA? You know what I mean? I think like, so. I think I think he's a pretty good athlete. It's just the length. He looks weird. I don't know. Yeah, it doesn't I mean, look right. In, in the tournament, I saw I got to see them up close, and I was at the regional in Vegas where they were, and I hadn't seen him up close yet, so that was that was a good experience to see him like really right there, and he looked okay, like but he didn't look out of place. I do think though that he does profile perhaps as a guy who would be better in the NBA with more space, mm-hmm. and because he just the feel is so good, and Arkansas had no shooting, that was one of their bigger problems. Yeah. I think him with shooting would be very helpful. Um, you know, defensively, I, I like what he can bring. I mean, he is just to reveal my cards now. He would he is very high on my list at 15 if he is there for the Hawks. I think he'd be he very is good at for the 15 Hawks. for me, and that's that's with me being low on the creation. So, yeah, I mean, I should and it, and, it, and, it, and with the Hawks, he doesn't necessarily have to be, yeah. you know, a creator. I mean, he, it's a, he's more he'd be more of a ball mover facilitator, use, uses defense, he can shoot a little bit. Like that would he be would a guy fit, that would do a lot. He would them. fit with them in the sense that he could he could handle like basic point guard like Lonzo style, like Lonzo Ball style. Yeah. Just basic like setting the offense up, getting everyone going, figuring out what's going on. He could handle that stuff if Trey and DeJounte were off the floor. But then he could also play with one or both of them as like a as like the three, because he's six seven. Right, that's, which that's is a really interesting skill say. set. Yeah, like yeah. he really fills in a lot of gaps in a lot of interesting ways. So I, certainly, I, he makes more sense than than um, than the other two guys would. I, maybe not Casey. He definitely makes more sense than Jalen Wood. Yeah, I, I I totally agree. I think that uh, my my debate, and I, I doubt they'll both be there, so it won't really matter. But would be between Wallace and and Black. For somebody will. Somebody will. Yeah. Somebody exactly. Somebody somebody will. Maybe that'll be make it easy on them. Um, I, I'll just say this. I. I understand the appeal of Nick Smith Jr. I think that the Hawks are the worst possible place for him. Does that make sense? Yeah, yeah. there's almost no reason they would draft him. Uh, that's kind of what I, just to make that just to say one more thing about that before we move on. Like 
-hmm. he is clearly a high usage score type he was not efficient in college he's a he's a pretty pretty pure guard like he's not great six five not a great defender i think he could be okay but eventually if he wants to be but uh just they they, that's just not the team for him his archetype is like jamal crawford right just like if he's like a star that's what he'll look like yeah and the hawks that's just not what they need so it's not even that i I think i think for some teams taking a flyer on nick smith at 15 would be great Hoping but, his knee, hoping his knee, his medicals come right. back clean. And he was a top five prospect in the high school class, so that's, yeah. that's that's you're buying low in some respects. But his skill set with Atlanta does not really make sense, so that's why I'm no. not going to talk about no. him a ton. I don't think he'd even be on the board. Like, yeah, I, don't know why I would, would kind of take him off mine too. I mean, he's he might be, and again, I'm not mean to pick on him. He might be the guy that's like a consensus top twenty pick that I think the Hawks would at least take <laughs> on the whole board. I'm trying to think of another guy that the Hawks like would want less. Um, in at least if no. it's me, and I think he, no, I think he yeah. would be. I mean, okay, another guy that is a different situation but similar pedigree. What about Keontae George? This show is sponsored by BetterHelp, and when you're at your best, you can do great things. But sometimes, like, can get you bogged down, and you might want to feel overwhelmed, or maybe as if you're not showing up the way that you want to, or that you need to for people around you. And that sounds like you at all. You might be thinking giving therapy a try. BetterHelp is a fantastic option for you. It's convenient, it's flexible, it's affordable, and it's entirely online. And personally, I know a lot of people who have benefited greatly from the work of BetterHelp. And they're all people that actually found something different and really sort of have that tailored to their needs with BetterHelp as well. You can fill out a brief questionnaire right now to get matched with a licensed therapist. And if you ever need to switch therapists anytime, you can do so with no additional charge with BetterHelp. If you want to live a more empowered life, therapy can help to get you there. And visit betterhelp.com slash locked on today to get 10% off your first month. That is betterhelp.com slash locked on betterhelp com slash locked on. Yeah, he I don't know if he really fits either because he's reasonably high usage, but he's kind of a weird guard because he's yeah. he's not a vertical athlete at all. I don't know how many dunks he had in the year. He's not a not a dunk guy, but he just is big and strong. Um Eric Gordon is kind of the guy he he looks like to me, like when he's when he's going. When it, in the rare occasions Eric Gordon is going, where he's just as he just as big, like wide body, long arms, shoots a lot of finger rolls and floaters, and it's one of the streakiest shooters you could think of. He's almost the same archetype as it's almost like every year we get a slightly better version of Cam Thomas because it was Cam Thomas, then Jaden Hardy, and now it's Cam George. Yeah, <laughs> and I think I think he, there really is like he really could be a guy who goes in like in the fourteen to twenty five range who wins a playoff game. He has that kind of like just lightning scoring. Oh ability. yeah, no, I, I I buy that. I I and I watched and like, a lot of Baylor this year too, just because mm-hmm. um, my my brother actually coached Adam Flagler in high school for a little while, so I I have a I have future a, uh, future NBA backup point guard Adam. I like Adam Flagler a lot. Anyway, I, I watched them a lot. Um, and I I, I don't love Kevin George just to be honest with you, but I do understand. I don't the deal. Like he he's talented for sure, uh, but uh, he and he's a better fit with the Hawks than Nick Smith, but not a guy that I would probably want at 15 if i had to if I had it's to. still an odd fit i, I would say it's yeah still i not agree it's not really... a great not a great partnership for what the hawks need so i'm trying to mostly just talk through like almost everyone that they could possibly yeah. take um so there's there's another uh, another example um i'm trying to go make sure we talked about all the guards i think oh i guess the other one would be kobe Bufkin because he's got he's got a lot of helium i'm not sure he gets all the way to 15 but I've seen him mocked in this range now, so yes, we have to talk about Kobe Ufkin, the other Michigan guy. So uh, I'm not trying I'd to be, be partial, but I promise that he's I'd been be surprised if he if he wasn't there. I, I don't know though. We'll see, because he's yeah. I 
Kobe is so weird to me, and I'm, I'm sure I have to tell you this. He just has it's. It was better this year, but he still has a little Jordan Poole in him. Where there's some plays, he just looks like he's never touched the basketball before. It's really strange. It, it is. It is hard to separate him and Jordan Poole, especially if you are a Michigan observer like I am. Yes, they are mm-hmm. not. That's. I mean, they're similar in some way. Not always. Like I think Buffkin has a lot better supporting skill set than Poole. Poole was, mm-hmm. like, was always just a scorer. That's kind of always ever going to be. Um, and I'm a, he, he can pass too. I should say he can pass, but. Buffkin like could be a pretty good defender and like yeah. is uh, I think more athletic than Poole and all that stuff. But yeah, it, it's just weird as a Michigan person again because he not that he came out of nowhere. People like you, the diehards, had him on the radar, but he was not supposed to be a first round pick. And I think he's gonna be a first round pick this year. I mean, I, I, that's why he's leaving. Oh, no, he will be a first round pick. Yeah. yeah, I think so too. So uh, I don't know about fifteen, but he was the only other guy that's like in this kind of guard size player that I had on my list to talk about. I mean, I guess Jordan Hawkins, but he's more of a wing. I mean, no, he's not. Jordan big. Hawkins is a wing. Yeah. Jordan, Jordan yeah. Hawkins is, is a classic two, three. Yeah. Uh, the only other guy I would add, it's a little early for him, but I think he will be a first rounder. Uh, Brandon Pajemski from Santa Clara. Oh yeah. I meant uh, to ask you about, so he's not a guy that, I mean, I know I've seen him play, but I have he was not on my radar very much this year. So tell me about what he is. Uh, big, like six, five, 200 big guy. And it's just like an absolute, like almost, off the charts level, like three point creator, like he just just shoots on any. It's like Tyler, almost Tyler Hero level of like just absolute disregard for shot selection shooter. <laughs> and he had crazy percentages, but he's like a pretty good athlete. Like he was kind of a monster rebounder in the WCC. He had several like fifteen rebound games on like, and that's a big conference. Like that's not a high level conference, but there's a lot of I mean, there's Sandy, a lot of size. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Or San Diego State's not West, but uh, Gonzaga's in there. Like uh, uh, San Francisco's big. Like they just have a Big like big teams. I don't know. Um, I, that's a little early for him. He's more like in the Jaden Hochefino range, but I think he is like a real. I don't know what the fit with the Hawks is because he's not. He's never going to be like a high level defender. But I don't know. He's just. I think he has a pretty easy path to just being an immediate like bench scorer guy who just lights people on fire at summer league. Um, I, I want to go back to some bigger guys now. Uh, we talked mm-hmm. about a second ago Jordan Hawkins. He's not. He's not. But he's pretty small for a wing, but. Uh, he became a lot more famous during the tournament. They won the title. Mm-hmm. Uh, he shot the heck out of the ball. Um, that is clearly his primary appeal. Off um, ball shooting. Yep. Off ball shooter. Mm-hmm. I mean, he would be, he would be a guy and I, I'm not, you, again, you, you don't draft for need ever, but he would be a guy that like is very bogey like in some respects, if you're a mm-hmm. Hawks fan, like not exactly similar, um, but similar size off ball shooter. Um, I'm, I'm sure people probably watched him more in the tournament because, and it's, that's kind of, it's honestly, a pretty good indication of what he's supposed to be. If you if you just watch the yeah. tournament, he kind of just did what he's supposed to do. Like he moves off the ball. He doesn't really create for others very much. Um, but he's a you know he'll he'll compete defensively. I don't think he's gonna be good, but is he gonna be okay? Like that's kind of all yeah. he, he, he all he has to be is okay. I think he's gonna be a role player. Clearly, I think he'll be somewhere in the mid to late first round pick as mm-hmm. as a result of that. But like, does that does that all stack up for you? I mean. He wouldn't be. He wouldn't be high on my board for the Hawks, but like he wouldn't. He's be one of the simplest evals in the whole in this entire class because you just like. Yeah. You have to watch him run around screens two or three times. You're like, oh yeah, that's what he is. That's, that's what he does. And the Hawks need that in some respects. I mean, they have Bogey now, and AJ can do a little bit of that too. So like, I don't think that they. This is where they'll probably go if I had to guess. But he's a first round talent, and he's a two three and not a three. I think is the issue. Yeah, he's he, he's like six five. I think and pretty skinny too. He's yeah. not, he's not very yeah. big. I, I stood next to him at the final four. He's uh, he's not very big as far as like wing NBA wing size. He's no. not, not great. So I think he's more of a two for sure. And that's okay. But for the Hawks, 
that's a little bit limiting given what they have. Um, and I, I don't think he's gonna be, I don't think he's gonna be a great defender no matter what. He'll be I think it might be he might be fine. Um, and I think he's a first round pick, but not a guy that I would probably love. Um, oh, this is a guy I, I have I candidly have only watched him play like twice, so I have to ask you, uh, Ryan Rupair. Yeah, I've only watched it a few times. I don't. He's he's a guy. I he's like he's this year's Jang to me, and that like it's just going to be a couple of years. Well, and I, I don't just, just for some background for people that don't know because I know you don't. I'm just talking to the listeners. Yeah, like yep. he, uh, you know, he, he played with the with the Breakers in the Australian NBL. Um, yes. He, I have. I mean, he's been getting mocked like in the, in the late lottery now in some places, yeah. and I, I was not prepared for that. So I am due to watch him. I will be 100 percent honest. I have not seen enough of him to have a, have a real opinion. But like what, like six 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 seven. Really long, like he was, seven foot he was pitched guy. as a guard. He was, yeah, seven three wingspan, I think. Ooh. He was pitched as a big guard, and he's he's a wing. He's like six six, two hundred, big. Like he's almost like a, a like a mid like late two thousands like Tabo Cephalosha style. Like wing. oh, that's well, the, not, not, not you're speaking my language right there. Yeah. <laughs> but that's the idea. That's what that's I think what he is like. If he ever becomes like a scorer, it's gonna be like Reggie Bullock is like. Just a it's not him, a he's, he's yeah he's just not a guy who's gonna be like a creator of any kind. But you're you're drafting him because he's got freakish measurables and can just chase and like the defense is pretty good in the NBL, which is yeah the physical I, league. I read uh, our our friend Sam Vecini. I, I can't remember what he wrote. It was something. Maybe it was a mock or something. He talked about how like the defensive tools are kind of what the league is salivating over. Just the the yeah. length and like the feel and. <clears throat> He was pretty. He's been like pretty disruptive and active in the NBL too. And then NBL is a weird league. I mean, it's not the greatest athletic league in the world. Like, but they they're physical there. Like that was they're grown men. Them. Yeah, yeah, they're, they're adults, and he's he's really young, adults. So uh, I got to watch more. But I he's at least on the radar for me because I, I've seen him mocked in the Hawks range. And given what he apparently could be for people that I do trust. Like the Hawks kind of use a guy like that. <laughs> I mean, that's, that's the idea. Yeah, I just don't know if he's a guy. If you if you want him to be that next year, I don't know if he's ready for that. Uh, he probably um, is not. I mean, mo- and by the way, just to say this one more time, most whatever you think these guys are going to be, they probably won't be that. No, next but year. <laughs> he in particular, like he yeah. even more so. I think Agreed. it's just not. Like, he probably be in the G League a good amount next year. Like, and that's figuring okay. Out what he's by the doing. way, I mean, if, if you like the guy, there's not a. That's not a. Um, if you're talking no. that guy in the, in the top six, you can't live with that. But if, at 15, there's nothing wrong with taking a, a long-term flyer. It's just that no. if you're the Hawks, I don't know. I don't. I don't know if they if they want to do that. But there's nothing wrong with that in my book. If they feel that way about a guy that they like, um, whatever. Like the other end of the spectrum to me is like I like Tari Eason last year, who was just immediately like solid. Like an okay, well, and, and an older guy who was physical yeah. and like had had the college production, and you kind of knew what that was going to be. And I do think, by the way, the Hawks were very interested in him. Um, they just happened to have, have a chance at AJ, so they took him. Yeah. Um, yep. Anyway, uh, <laughs> I would like to mention real quick. I don't know if you're going to the other two French mid mid lottery mid yeah, potential mid lottery selections. City Sissoko from yep. D League Ignite, who is. Uh, I mean, similarly, he probably won't be ready next year, but he just has like a weird, such a strange skill set. Like some, some, he has the most variance, I think, of any prospect in this first round. Where sometimes he looks like he's never played basketball before, and sometimes he looks like a top ten pick. I have come around him. Athlete, I think I think I saw a good game. I've come around strong. I, I saw yes. a really good game of his once uh, in like the last maybe few weeks. I was watching something for Scoot and for something else, and I, I, I got to watching, and I was like, "See, Sissoko is." Uh, wrecking stuff in this game and yeah. um you know 
especially at the side, like, what, six, seven, kind of a, I think the defense would be pretty interesting. And that's, again, kind of a. He has of some guard like. skills. Yeah. I mean, he, he does have some guard skills. Repair, I don't think repair has it all. And he played in the, you know, he's been with the Ignite. And no matter what you think about the G League in general, it's, it's good competition. He's playing against pros. It has been for a year. Um, that's helpful. And mm-hmm. if you think the offense could be enough i mean can he can he shoot is the question like he didn't shoot it it's not even so much the shooting it's more he's kind of a conundrum to me because he's almost he's at his most intriguing when you kind of just let him create and like figure stuff out but he's also that's when he's that's when you get the really bad stuff like he the really bad turnovers he has so he's a really interesting development case study to me it's like do you do you try and simplify things and like just make him do like wing stuff, or do you just kind of let him cook and see what he is? Because I, he might be really good. I don't know. He's a really he's a fascinating uh, prospect to me for that reason. But I don't know if fifteen might be a little high uh, again because I, I I don't think he's going to be playing next year either. The only one who would maybe is uh, Bilal Kulabali. He might be playing next year because he's just the monster athlete who's like big and strong at six six. Um, yeah. He's probably he's probably going to go in that. 13 to 20 range, it looks like. It sounds like. Um, he is uh, Wembenyama's teammate on Mets 92. Uh, and it's just really popped as like the real NBA athlete. And it's like big, like built really well. And it's just had a lot of like things. I, I said this with Josh Giddy. This is a Josh Giddy. He doesn't play anything like Josh Giddy whatsoever. He's not a ball handler. <laughs> Kulabale is just a stuff happener. Yeah. Like Josh Minot last year was the other guy I was like that with, where it's like this. It's like the, the amount of things that happen with him in the game per minute is it's really high. Like, it gets a lot of deflections, just does stuff. I don't know how else to describe it. It makes him a, a another guy, guy. Yeah, it's. I don't know. I don't know. Hulabali <laughs> is very interesting. Uh, yeah. I, I could I could see honestly. I think the most likely scenario is whoever gets Wemby will trade into the first and get him too, just so we, Wemby can have his friend on the team. <laughs> It's not about. I mean, and, and if he's a real prospect, then that's that's not. I mean, that's yeah, he's a first round. I mean, I have very him in now, but I'm gonna do a big rewatch on him, and I think I might move him up because he is just like strange. It's a strange yeah. guy. I I can uh, I can understand that for sure. I meant to mention a guy who is like kind of the polar opposite of some of these more projecty guys, and that's Chris Murray. Mm-hmm. Chris Murray is old and was a good college basketball player, and. Seems fairly safe. I, I don't. I don't love the word safe, generally speaking, but I think he does seem pretty safe. Six eight, can shoot it a little bit. Uh, you know, reasonably reasonable defensive projection. He's what is he? I think he's almost twenty three. So he's the he's the same age Keegan. as Keegan. Yeah, say, he's, the, he's the twin of Keegan Murray, who currently is in the NBA. Uh, I, I people that I trust are kind of all over the place on him. Not that anybody thinks he's like bad, but I've seen him I don't be get like, it. all right, this this guy's a late lottery pick, or I'm like, yeah. Or I've heard or people like have him in the 30s, and I'd, I I kind of have him very solidly in the top 20. Like I, I think he's yes. just going to be a good NBA rotation player. Like how good is is certainly a question, but like there is some value, especially when you get to the mid mid first round pick. Like if you think a guy is just going to be a an eight year NBA rotation forward, like that's a good value yeah. in that spot. You would think. What I don't understand with Chris is, and I don't know, I'd have to you have to cross reference this with the people that you're talking about. It'd be very strange to me if somebody had Keegan in the top five and Chris not in the top 15. Yeah, yeah, that's a good point. Keegan is a better player. He's a little stronger. He's a little more forceful. He's more of a four where I think Chris is kind of a three, four, kind of a, kind of a little bit more positionless. But like he's 
otherwise, he's basically the same player. Like, well, and uh, it's he gets funny. a little more dynamic with the ball on his hands. I, I was gonna say, I, I agree with that. And it's funny, like I, I never and King had a, he had a good he had a good rookie season. He's playing in the playoffs right now, but he's kind of the guy I, I thought he was gonna be. Which was it wasn't mm. a knock on him. It's just that I didn't think that was the number four pick in the draft. That's kind of what yeah. I thought. I, if Keegan was projected to go tenth, it would have been like cool. Sign me up for Keegan Murray. Like it's not. And I've always kind of liked him. I do think Chris Murray should go later, and that's fine. But fifteen and for the Hawks, like I, I think I mocked him there for dime at one point. I would be fine with it. I mean, he's not gonna. Okay, for the Hawks in particular, I'll ask you this: What is his defense projection going to be? It's good. It's, it's he's, he's solid. He's six it's eight. Just moves a solid well. switchable wing, like yeah. Because you know, I think people are uh, let's just say souring on DeAndre Hunter at this moment in time mm. uh, as their best perimeter defender. Um, and I, I'm not comparing the two, but just because you know the Hawks are looking for, which they probably are going to say they are looking for more of a stopper. And I don't think Chris Murray is a stopper. I think he's more no. of a he's a, he's a supporting defensive player, and the that's thing is- fine. I don't know how many stoppers there really are. Well, this has been a problem. Jason yeah, Wallace? This has been a, <laughs> Maybe. This has been an issue with, with several uh, t- rebuilding team, well, with two, with the Hawks and with the Pelicans, where the Pelicans are just like, we don't need any more defenders because we have Herb. He can guard at five positions at once. No, he can't. Sorry. Yeah, <laughs> he's, he's great. He's, he's one man. Uh, I mean, yeah. and, they, and they drafted Dyson, and that, maybe that was Dyson will probably help with that too. Yeah, um, yeah. But but the Hawks don't have anybody like that. I mean, they don't they don't even have Herb Jones. Yeah. They have they have a Kongwu who is going to be a monster and already is, but they don't have anybody on the perimeter that I would even call above average at this point. I mean, I think Hunter's probably an average defender, and that's kind of it. Um, DeJounte, yeah, J- Jalen. Oh yeah, sorry, Jalen. I keep thinking about Jalen. Is yes, I think I think he's going to be good. He already has nice flashes. I was just had my mind in like. But that's it. Yeah, it's it's a team. It's team they, defense. They, they, they were important. hoping Dejounte was going to move the needle, and he he has decidedly not moved the needle defensively. Um, so again, you don't draft for need, but I think that they're going to be thinking about this stuff, and I would have no problem taking Chris Murray at fifteen. That would not bother me at all. It wouldn't be a, a home run swing. That's not a home run swing. That, that's a double swing. You're looking for a double with Chris Murray, and that's fine. But I wonder where there are philosophy wise. You're looking. You're looking early. for a single that moves around at the third with Chris Murray. That's yeah, I mean, I, I think he could be. A, honestly, I think Chris Murray could be a starting forward in the league for a long time. Sure. And if you think that's going to be his projection, that is definitely worth 15, the fifteenth pick in the draft. Yeah, definitely. That's worth the fifteenth. Yeah. The only it, reason I don't have him at like eleven or twelve is that this is a deep wing draft. Like. Yeah, and and look, he might be more of a third forward, and that's still fine, honestly. At that at that spot. Um, it's just that he's boring. I mean, he he's maybe yeah. the most boring prospect in, the, in, the, in this in this range, and that's I tend to like the boring guys because <laughs> of just what I value. But um, I I kind of saved him for not last necessarily, but he he was later in the, on this list for me for a reason, just because I think he's kind of boring and people forget about him, and they probably shouldn't. So no, he's he's, he's he's a very competent basketball player. Oh, there's one more guy uh, that I definitely want to get to, and then anybody else that you want to from there, uh, Max Lewis. From Pepperdine, uh, is I someone like who, Jet? Yeah, go ahead. Like, like Jet, I'm not. I, I got a little high on him, but I'm not going to let him fading over the, the end of the season on a, a team with just absolutely putrid vibes that seem to hate each other really affects what <laughs> I saw. But the thing, Max, Max's defense is not very. It's just part of it is that he had a super high usage rate, and he has tools, but he just seemed like he didn't know what he was doing at all. Most they, of this they year, also which is really uh, concerning. 
just for people who don't know this, Pepper uh, number one, he played at Pepperdine, which is already probably questionable for some people. But they went <laughs> nine and twenty-two this year at Pepperdine. Uh, they were not. Was- good. And it was dire. The defense is one of the worst <laughs> defensive teams I've ever seen in college basketball. Yeah. Max going to Pepperdine is is the, the thing that makes it weird. So he was a four star recruit. Yeah. Um, so did, did he just want to go to Malibu? I mean, I've been to the, no, I've, been so to the what, I, I've been to the campus before. I, I enjoyed it. What it's happened was nice. he did he he did the Darius Basley thing. He, he took a, he took his senior year off Ooh. to prepare for the draft, and it just so happened that that senior year was twenty twenty. Was the COVID year? Yeah, I knew. I and then. And there was some, there's some, I don't know if this is true, but I'd heard he got scammed out of it too. Like the place he went to was a scam. So he just was kind of left out there. He didn't play for a full year, his senior year of high school. And then he was just sort of out there like late 2021, like, like late in the process, like, like August, I guess he just decided he was going to try and go play college basketball. And he just basically put feelers out there and Pepperdine was like, Hey, do you come here? Who has a spot for me? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. That's why Um, he was a Pepperdine. And he didn't play play a, a lot his freshman year. And that's a question right. of like how how's it, how this guy has these tools, you know? Because he is old. I think he's almost twenty one. Like he's not that mm-hmm. young either. Um, but I wonder, and this is not fair to anyone. Like, are people going to like start comparing him to Jalen Williams because Jalen Williams had a great had a great rookie year and came out of nowhere in in, in, in the, on the West Coast? Like, it's going to be silly if that happens. But like, no, they're very different. Athletic they're very different. I agree with you. I'm just saying, like, I can already see. The ESPN draft night, like, well, Jalen Williams came out of came out of the West Coast in a similar situation. Yeah. You know what I mean? Um, and I, that wouldn't be fair to anyone. But uh, Lewis is someone I have. I will just say I have seen him a few times. I don't. I'm not an expert at all about Max Lewis, but I have seen the widest range on him. <laughs> like people thought he was a top ten pick, and then some people are like forty. <laughs> it's like okay, uh, well, one of those things is maybe true, and we'll see. The pitch with Max to me, if you're looking to compare him, if you're looking, if you watch the playoffs and you want to know like what, what is the ideal version of this guy? It's the same self-creation stuff that Mikel Bridges has. I think he has some of that in him. Now, I think the more the more uh, reasonable comp is um, is Devin Vassell. Of like Devin Vassell, and, and Devin Vassell is very good already. Six seven seven two wingspan. Kind of, kind of thin, kind of reedy, like not very forceful, but just has like the high release point and the ability to create. I mean, I know someone who works in the NBA who has, and I'm not making this direct comparison. I don't think he's going to be this good. It really only came up when Brandon Miller was getting these comparisons. But I, we both agreed that if anyone in this draft moves like Paul George, it's Max Lewis. It's Max Lewis. Has, uh, has the Paul George dribble, has the Paul George like the high, like the, that super high release. He's not as big as Paul George, and neither one of those players will be. I don't think will be as good as Paul George. Well, and, like, and, and also Paul George is slash was a nuclear athlete, like nuclear. Yeah, Max is pretty good. It's just the strength thing is an issue, and I think that's his biggest issue on defense is that he was kind of treated like this, uh, like top of the zone, like read and react, like impact defender, and, and other teams just like ran him around screens and killed him. He just he didn't know what he was doing. He would get confused. He would get tired. He uh, he also he checked out like it's it's not it's not a positive like it's not a good thing. But Anthony Edwards checked out at Georgia for similar reasons. Yeah, I mean, it's just not, on an absolutely wretched team. It's not a cross off for me. I mean, it's not like you said, it's not a great thing to have happen, but it is kind of explainable when you're at Pepperdine and on a bad team and you probably yeah. shouldn't be there and all that. So um, anyway, he's. I'll he's, say this. I'll say this. Max guy. Lewis was wearing. He, he wore. I, I can't remember whose shoes he wore. I'm a terrible shoe guy. 
but he he was wearing like uh he had like a rotation of NBA player shoes that he would write like the date of the draft on. So by by he January February yeah. it was like yeah I wonder where he I wonder where he's going. He could have so. just like opted out at that point. But anyway, um yeah he could have yeah he, he tried maybe maybe um yeah. All right. Well, that's a long list of players. If you have anybody that you want to add, I mean, we we can talk about Gigi Jackson, one guy, Colby Jones, one, or whoever. Eh. <laughs> the one guy I'd like to talk about, and it's contingent on, as you said, if they make a Capella trade, I would be very interested in this player at fifteen. That's Derek Lively. Yeah, I, I honestly, I'm looking at my list right now, and I just skipped over his name. He's on there, um, and yes, I agree with all of what you just said. Is if they were, and this is one of those tough things about free agency being after the draft, is like. They kind of have to decide yeah. on Capella or maybe even trade Capella at the draft or before the draft to justify taking Derek Lively, I think. But the other side of that would be Derek Lively is a one and done. Like they could mm. just take him and be like, look, we think, we, think, we think he's the best player available. And 15, he might be. And, and, and maybe he will be. And look, the Hawks did this once before. They, had, they traded yeah. for Capella. He hadn't played yet. They traded for him. And then they drafted the Collingwood six. After trading for after trading for Capella, so yeah. it's a different situation. Obviously, apples to apples, not quite. But I, I was not high on Derek Lively, and then his defense in the second half of the season, the monster. He was a he monster. was awesome. So like, I'm kind of yeah. I'm kind of in. I'm not like over the moon like have to take him, but I think it would be very reasonable in this range. And I mean, yeah, it's pretty. The other thing with simple. him too is if, <laughs> I mean, Wemby's almost like transcends positions. He's really the only center, like true center, I have in the first round range because Kalelaire went went to, to Indiana. To Indiana, yeah. Though actually, no, um, I didn't. You're right. I thinking about this. I'm looking at my little list now. I love Deron Holmes. I love Trace Jackson Davis. Those are guys are not really center center. They're like six nine. They, they they might have to be, but they're not like pure. Naquan Tomlin. Naquan sure. Tomlin is a four five. Like if you're trying to get a a pivot, a true like defensive anchor to build around. This is kind of it. It's, it's the only guy. Well, really. and, and especially if the and this is a rabbit hole that we can not go all the way down, but if the Hawks believe that a Kongu can play some four in the future, mm-hmm. it makes even more sense to invest in a, a real asset in Derek Lively. Because number one, whoever they let's let's just assume they move on from Clint. First, I, I'm not assuming that, but for right this for this conversation, if they do that, I think everyone, even I'm a huge on a Kongu guy. They're going to need to have a center with some mm-hmm. size on the roster. They're just going to have to at some point for for the for the matchups that you know about Embiid, Jokic, whatever. Um, they're going to need that guy. Do you want to use the fifteenth pick on a guy like that? Eh, maybe I don't know. I'm not, I'm not saying you do or you don't, but it would push it that way if they felt like Akamu could maybe play with them at some point. Not all the time, but yeah. just like even yeah. as a look. Well, if if Trey Dejounte is what you're what you're sticking with, and you could do a lot. You could do a lot worse. Let's say it's Trey DeJounte, AJ is like the main three guys in a couple of years. You could do a lot worse if you really want to make your defense work. You could do a lot worse than Derek Lively, Okongwu, Jalen Johnson. Like, yeah. On, on the back end. Like, those are three pretty elite athletes. Yeah. And, and with, I mean, obviously, Kongwu's not, not size wise, but Jalen is huge for a four and Lively is legit seven one. So, with, yeah, what's big. his wingspan? He's a big dude. What's Lively's wingspan? I, Seven four, I think. So pretty normal. Seven three, seven four. Yeah, not not overwhelming. But I think it still, might be seven five. It used to be listed at seven seven. I don't think that's true. Yeah, I mean, but in fact, again, I can check I, right I, now. I would, sure I, would sure encourage, I would encourage I would encourage people to watch his defense from the second half of the season 
if you want to know what the appeal is there. You know, he was a big time high school recruit as well. Offensively, I mean, it's 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 just going to be rim running, right? No, I don't really see him doing anything else. No, um, like DeAndre Jordan style back in the day, kind of that. That's that's the offensive role. Yeah, I mean, physically, the guy he reminds me of, but he looks like kind of is Willie Cauley Stein. Difference is he's two years younger and not and then, injured and not Willie Cauley Stein. Well, and yeah, I was gonna say I think uh, he he's a much more natural rim protector. Yeah, than Willie Cauley Stein was. Um, which is but there's some know, of that. There's some of Jackson Hayes. There's some of uh, bigger Jackson Hayes though. But like again, same yeah, thing. yeah, three three inches taller than Jackson Hayes. And Jackson Hayes would be if Jackson Hayes was seven one, he would be a lot more interesting than he currently yeah. is. Yeah, so. I'm trying to think of the other guy. Nerlens, like he's not that kind of uh, really reedy, stringy center, but he holds up physically. Like he's because he's just so big. He is on the very. I think he's there's like three guys in college basketball who, when they got when they when the when Purdue dumped it to Edie at like from like nine feet, didn't back like Edie tried to do his his patented Edie back down, and the guy didn't move. And Lively was one of them. Hunter was one. Hunter Dickinson, and then yep. I think it was. Uh, did they play? Who was the other guy? It wasn't Klingon. I'm thinking of somebody else. doesn't matter. It's not a guy who's going to be drafted. But Lively is the only like prospect guy that played against Edie and didn't get just crushed when he got when he tried to back it down because Zach Edie is the world's largest man. Yeah, he's a, he's a very, very large individual. Um, okay. He well, should not be drafted. But that's yeah, I'm with you. I think he could be like a very fringy third center type in the league in the Boban mold, or he could be a long-time your league player and be good. Yeah. So yeah. we'll see. Um, we could do more and I'm sure we will in the future. That's probably good for me. Unless you have anybody that you're dying to talk about before we get out of here. Um, Let me make sure. Real quick. I went down. I think I, I think I didn't miss anybody. Else. Oh, I guess the only guy I mean, that I've missed in my top 25 is Leonard Miller. Yeah. Leonard, Leonard is a, would be a weird fit for them. Gigi Jackson yeah. could be a guy they look at, but again, he wouldn't be ready next year and he's not, he, the defense isn't that good. He's an interesting, say, he's a weird he, player. He's a very strange player. By the way, Gigi Jackson, for people who don't know, played at South Carolina on a bad team, was a guy who reclassified late, and I, I don't know why he went to South Carolina. It's just it was weird. Proximity. Um, I guess that was well, yeah, so he why. reclassified. He was he was um he was committed to North North Carolina. Yeah. He was gonna go there this year, and then they gave their last spot to Pete Nance. So he because they were trying to they, win. <laughs> they, they told him, you got to come here next year. Like, we're not letting you reclassify. And he peaced out and went to South Carolina because he's trying to get to the NBA. Which and he has, he, he has like legitimate, career, like, he can create his own shot from three. Like, he can really handle like pretty well for a six, nine, 18 year old. He's just such it's a hard just, eval because he, he was, I mean, he was, his numbers, his efficiency numbers were so bad, like, so yeah. bad. But and he's like a 34 was, usage guy. Right. It was context. I mean, that's why it's like so hard for me to even figure out what he's supposed to be. Because what is, yeah. That team, was, that team was awful and he just had to do everything and he was not ready to do everything. So it was like, there's, there's no, there's not even a G League team that would use him that much. So it's really no. like, what do I do with this information? That's what I think with GG. With GG. But the physical you talent is there. Yeah. You almost want to yeah. throw it out, but it, it's also almost. just like, it has to be seen as, it has to be seen as a negative because it was so bad. Like he was not good, but yeah. the role was weird. So, um, and then the only other guy I would mention quickly, even though I don't think he'll be taken at 15, I think he'll be, he's a much later guy, but I'm a huge fan. It's Jordan Walsh from Arkansas. From Arkansas? Yeah. He just, the offense is nothing. Like he's a record <laughs> scratch guy. I mean, he's a good athlete. The offense defense is, is, the defense is like, he can heat people up. He's another 6'7", 6'7", 7'3", wingspan guy. Like just monster physical traits. And the, like, Legitimately, really good at defense. 
in pretty much every way you want a wing to be good at defense. Like he rotated and blocked shots. He got steals, shot, block shots, rebounded his area, switched on the ball handlers and just he, like crushed them. Like I mentioned those five defensive players. He'd beat six for me. Like I think he can play like Peyton Watson last year. That's the comparison for me. Um, they're a little bit different physically, but like he can play Peyton Watson can play NBA defense right now. That's not an issue. He did it when he played for the Nuggets a little bit this year. He just can't, you can't let him. He, there's no offensive talent there. Talent is the wrong word. There's no idea what he's yeah. doing offensively right. right now. I that makes sense to me. If you watch, I mean, I, he's another guy I watched up close in uh, in Vegas at that regional, and yeah, he's his defensively, it's it's fun. Um, he's just an odd player he's too. But... Moves so suddenly. Yeah. He'd be a guy I think the Hawks would target if they let's say they trade John Collins and they get like the twenty fourth pick or something. Or like he might he might get to four, I mean he they have a pick at forty six he might go to four he might fall to forty six yeah that's yeah very possible so that would be a guy I would, I would buy be a like very good pick at mid second round yeah he has an he has an elite NBA skill for sure so I yeah, I would, I would buy on him at. I always buy on those guys. Yeah, and we'll, uh, I'll probably beg you to come back on and talk about some second-round mm-hmm. options at some point in this process, too, and especially when, once, once we see who's staying in and who's not. Um, mm-hmm. But, yeah, that's a good rundown. Hopefully, I know we covered a lot of ground on this podcast. Everybody will uh, hopefully keep up with us, and if we have que- if people, if we get questions. That's pretty much my entire I, second year. So, yeah. I will, there we go. We, co- we covered it all, and, at least in a hurry. Um, Brian, please plug everything you got going on. I, uh, I try to uh, spread the word about, about, about your work as much as possible, but you do a fantastic job on the draft. So, uh, Yeah, it's Brian J NBA on Twitter for now until it's while it's still around. Uh, Patreon's the same. It's in the link. I don't know. I don't really write anywhere else. Anywhere else now. I'm kind of enjoying my my quote unquote freedom. Patreon.com yeah. slash Brian J NBA. The place to be. I'm a patron of Brian's, and uh, again, I, I will probably bug you to come back on again. But I do appreciate all of this time on a uh, on an evening where you could be doing something else like watching the Cubs or something. Your famous Chicago Cubs. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> all right as for I could be watching insipid nba nfl draft coverage you like could be way what they were holding yeah exactly it's fine <laughs> it, it's, it, nothing's gonna change about these guys we're talking about unless there's like some crazy if, some, if something crazy happens i'll throw it in at the top of the podcast it'll be fine. all right well thank you brian i appreciate it as for everybody else please subscribe to this podcast follow brian's work we'll see you all next time